irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday night of Max and Friends. Well, if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday that you're turning into the show, that means that you're listening to us on all of the podcast platforms that we're on. So I encourage you this week to go to Google and say, hey, Google, play Max and Friends podcast or Alexa, play Max and Friends podcast. And we're there. So we're grateful to be in all of those platforms to be able to really spread out and to be able to give you the accessibility to have Max and friends at your convenience. So I hope you're having a wonderful weekend and I hope you're really just taking some moments to celebrate yourself and to let go and to have peace. So what do I say this at the top of the show? Because he is back, the one and only Herman Sue is gonna be with us in just a moment. And we're gonna talk about letting go. We're gonna talk about celebrating oneself And we're also going to talk about how one can become a better version of your current self. So what does that mean? Well, you're going to tune in tonight and find out because we're having another life class with Herman, the author of The Hero in You. And if you remember when Herman was on, well, we've called him the Oracle, the high-performance mentor and world-renowned speaker an author who gives life-changing experience to people all around the world and helps them unlock their true purpose. He sees your hidden blockages and gives you a blueprint to accomplish your soul's aspiration and be limitless in life. So what is it to be limitless in life? Well, we're going to find out here tonight on Max and Friends. We also have a great song coming up from Sabrina Johnson called Peace. We're going to play that later in the show. And I have to say thank you to all of you because, you know, I haven't done my my gratitude acceptance speech yet for my communicator award, and I promise I'll do it. When I celebrate myself, um, I don't look to awards to do that. I'm grateful that I get them, don't get me wrong. But um, so it's just been a little while <laughs> that I haven't done that video, and I know I have to do it soon, so I promise I will. But I am eternally grateful to all of you for seeing me, hearing me, and saying that not only myself, but Max and Friends matters. And by winning a communicator award, not only one, but two, uh, I think that the standing ovation goes to my guests, to my listeners, to my team here at LA Talk Radio, and to myself. So I do celebrate myself. I just sometimes don't do it on video. (laughs) We've become part of a world where we have to like put things on video or record things or do photos. I had a conversation today about how my niece probably has more pictures of her life just today than my mother does of her whole childhood. <laughs> so t- take that take that to, to mind today and maybe take the fact that becoming a better version of yourself is letting go and letting go maybe of social media. 
So what does it mean to let go? Well, Herman's back, and we're going to talk about that because last week it really struck a chord because the question was asked, and if you missed the show, you can go to latalkradio.com backslash max, and there you can get the archives of the show. But we talked about letting go and how it's really hard for people to do. And then I do a really beautiful reset and realign Reiki uh, class every Wednesday with Sharon and Karen, who have been here on the show. And we talked about letting go and we talked about celebrating oneself. And there's a beautiful connection to when you're able to let go that you can really then celebrate the now moment. So with that said, welcome back to Max and Friends, Herman. Thank you, Max, for having me. Thank you for everyone. It's, I'm grateful that you're here again, because last week's conversation was like the, the tip of the iceberg and, and the producers here and everyone's like, we can't just do one show because I know that people were like, what's that all about? What does it mean? How can someone read your soul? How can someone tell you everything about yourself? How can someone express that you can live limitlessly and just read you by seeing you? So before we get into our conscious conversation in our life class tonight, what? how did you get to be able to read someone's soul and do soul readings and to help people unblock um, blockages, hidden blockages, and also to unlock their true potential. How did you hone that craft? First lesson I learned, Max, and everyone listening was called discipline. Discipline is going to tell you as the differentiator as whether or not where you are to where you want to be it's the discipline that you applied you applied you applied to get there right so that was the number one thing that's how i was able to keep it so when i was born i always, everyone has gifts everyone has things that they can see things feel things uh like to a great degree and so i was like well how do i harness that something's different about this something's different about that and then i was like well let's see this so when i first started to recognize and see these things most people would think, you don't know that. You don't see that. No, you, that's fake. You can't do this. And so I was like, fine. So my father sees it, and then my father tests me, and he's like, okay, well, here's a deck of cards. How about we start going through some of them, but you don't see the other side. So whenever, you know, this game, like the matching, they all spread out all 52, mm -hmm. and then you're supposed to, like, match. So it's like ability to, like, just start matching right away and not even know where any card is, right, first off. And it's like, okay, well, you pass that one. Okay, well, let's see what you could do for the next test. And it's like, okay, well, here's this person. This person claims that they have this serious illness or they have this serious problem with their daughter or they have this serious problem that they can't get rid of, like a monkey on their back. What do you see? So it's like every single time it was to train and to train and to hone in on these skills that a lot of people don't pay attention to because they have interference or they have distractions. So I was able to harness that. And then through the training, the vigorous training of martial arts, it was to refine and refine and refine the greater amount of those skills. So this is just one of them that we're describing. There's many, many other skills and gifts that have been refined, harnessed and polished and mastered so that then those gifts can then be shared and used to help the world. Mm. Now, when you say interference, what would be an interference for the collective, for the majority of people? What's, what's a strong interference? Okay, growing up, there was no cell phone in my age. There was no <laughs> necessarily like... Even at my age, there was not even the remote. So, I mean, the where, where I was, there was no remote for a TV or anything like that, or for even radio. I, growing up, there was not even the cell phone. There was not even, how do we say, internet. When you really think back, 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 way back, and you think, okay, well, what is the biggest distraction for most people? 
the cell the phone, the, TV, <laughs> the screen, the internet, yeah. right? So it's now become like a babysitter. So that's why when we talk about letting go, Max, we have to think of it like this. This is part of my training was anytime you think you've let go, you haven't because life's tests will tell you and show you whether or not you have when the test shows up at the front of your door and it's going to test you and trigger you and push you. It's going to see whether or not you actually did. And then let's say you did graduate that life is going to say you graduated that. Now things are just going to elevate just a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little bit harder to see. And that builds character. And so it's just like in the breath when we train, train in martial arts, Max, every time you take a deep breath in, you utilize the most and the best of what it is. And then when you exhale, you exhale of what is unnecessary, of what has not been used or what's not useful. So that's mm -hmm. why same thing in life. We utilize, we learn as to what is necessary and we exhale what is not necessary. Just like in martial arts, we utilize the breath, utilize the chi, the energy, utilize what it is for and we rid of all the things that are not necessary. So when we are cutting through all the, the, the weight, the baggage, the nonsense, and it's just pure essence of breath, when you learn how to harness just that breath and master that when you go to apply in many areas, not just martial arts, but apply in business, apply in sports, apply in success, apply in your life, personal life, relationship. You utilize the best things in the world and then you get rid of the things that are not helping that. If this is not helping the relationships, got to go. Not helping the business, got to go. Not helping you to focus, got to go. But like we said, people don't want to let go. People want to attach to things and that's that's the suffering. Mm. You know, I find it fascinating because that is the suffering. And a lot of people, you were explaining breath and breathing. And the majority of people that I know don't really know how to breathe. <laughs> you know, there's a, a concept of, okay, because we do it naturally. You know, and you were saying before, I wanted to back up before we talk about breath, but as far as discipline, and you were saying how you your father had it and then you saw certain things. I always refer to dolphins and nature in the aspect that dolphins didn't invent sonar, they tapped into it. So before we get into breath, how do we tap into our gifts? Okay, so Max, what's the first thing we did when we were born and the last thing we will do when we go? Inhale, exhale. Exactly. So in order to tap into the gifts, that's why meditation important because it's the refinement and the polish of connecting that breath, that breath, that breath. And you use your entire life to master that breath so that when you're on your last breath, then you are able to go and choose of where you want to go. You are able to transcend this level of existence so you can ascend to the highest form of consciousness. Mm. So how do we breathe? Ah, so in order to breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, but it has to be very intentional. So let me explain. When you do something intentional, Breathe through my nose, exhale Hold through on, my mouth. Pause okay, there I, breathe. I don't feel anything. You cut out. You cut out just a moment. Okay. So when you breathe from intentional, let's start from there because we cut out. So in through the nose, out through the mouth. It cannot just be oh, I just breathe. And so one thing we have to understand is it has to be where it is focused energy, which means as soon as the breath goes, you have to match visualization to where the breath is. So this is allowing your mind to connect to your body, so you can trust. So that when the breath goes and then you have the visualization and then you have the actual breath, you want to manage the visualization to where the breath is so it is under control. This is called mastery. So that when you have this said mastery to the breath, any which way that the breath goes, 
you can allow it to say you have a pain on the shoulder. Then when you do the meditation, you can master the breath in this manner over time, and then you can transfer the energy to the area that is of weakness or of pain. Or let's say there's an area that's sore, it can transfer to an area that is sore of pain. So the, once you do the breath, it's the visualization has to match what is actually being done. When you match that, it is the mastery over that through those very specific techniques that I'm trained in to learn how to connect to that on a deeper level, deeper level, deeper level that has to be shown in person so that the person doesn't get an internal injury. Mm. You know, we always talk about intention on Max and Friends here. And to look at breath as to have an intention to breathe or an intention of breath, I think is a beautiful way for people to start training themselves when they breathe to actually set an intention with the breath. Would you agree? I would completely agree with that. And one way you will know you're getting better at the breath is when you can rival Olympic swimmers. And so that's what I did. My father's like, can you breathe as long as this person underwater? No, then you're not breathing enough. He's like, let go of all these thoughts or ideologies and just breathe. And every single time it was to get rid of this piece of chunk or this piece of chunk that have stuck that don't belong, the residue. So we need to get rid of all these things. That's why we have to learn so we can unlearn so that we can relearn. And that's the whole point of process. And that's what we have to learn is to get into the process and learn to get involved in that process of unlearning what is not necessary so we can relearn how to perform better and more efficient. Mm. Yeah, I always love to have patterns and pathologies disrupted so that we can forget what we know so we can learn what we're supposed to. But, you know, it's beautiful when you have a mentor, especially someone who's a mentor in breath um, and letting go of your breath. So for those who don't have a mentor and who just tuned in and they're listening to Herman Sue on Max and Friends and they're saying, OK, I don't understand any of what he just said. What is because we like things to be simple. So what is a simple way to start really having an intention behind the breath? Interfere with it. And it has to be where there are no distractions. So you have to be in an environment that when you are going to meditate or when you're going to calm down to have that peace, you have to make sure that nothing can interfere with it. We call that noise or static. There can't be anything. It's like, what if we were doing this call, Max, and people can only hear every 10th word or every 20th word? It's not going to work very well, right? Interference. So we want to make sure that the signal is able to be received clear and concise. So same thing. When we are doing the breath, we have to make sure nothing interferes with it. No thoughts, uh, no, no cravings, no, what am I going to do after this? It's just when you're at that moment, it is just focused on breath itself, not anything else. So once you have the discipline for just breath and you have the visualization as to where the breath is to where you want to move it, the whole idea is you always want to start from the top and then slowly move it way down through the feet and exit through the feet. So that when it's done in this particular manner, you are allowing basically all the goodness that comes from above to allow ourselves to shine down like a sunshine ray to shine down on us. And then we eradicate all of the darkness as it passes out. And all we do is just left with the sunshine. So that once we basically light ourselves up brighter and brighter with every single breath, there is no space for darkness, nothing can be hidden. So we are genuinely getting to know us on a Beautiful, no, I agree, you know, and it's interesting because so many people don't know how to breathe. And um, they think they do, and then their breath is either shallow or rapid, and then the dizziness sets in, and then the panic sets in, and then the anxiety sets in. 
And I always think of, you know, thoughts, especially thoughts that we need to let go of, which we'll talk about in just a moment of letting go, um, is that when there's traffic, we don't go chasing after cars. So why are we chasing after thoughts? And with that said, how do we teach ourselves and also expand on the act of letting go? And what does letting go mean to you? Okay, so letting go means to me where, first off, I am not holding on to anything or attached to any one particular thing. I understand that some things will enter into my life, some things will leave the life, some doors will open, some doors will close. The idea is not to be stuck. The idea is to, okay, so when I say to let go, it's like I'm always going to grow, grow, grow. Some things will stick, some things won't. That's fine, but I'm never going to stop growing. That's what I mean by letting go. So you make sure nothing is going to weigh you down, nothing's going to burden you, nothing's going to trap you, okay? Now, in terms of the first part, we have to first understand, Max, when we are using our thoughts per se, okay? So just like in the book, The Formula, we go from beliefs, so we talk about beliefs. Once the belief has become the general in the army, then we can go to thoughts, which are now the subordinates of that army, of that general. So let's say we have 70,000 plus of those in a day. Okay, 70,000 plus thoughts in a day. Okay, that's that sounds great. That's a lot. That's a big number. But what are you doing with it? Is every single thought being segmented and compartmentalized to say, you know what? I want to grow this investment portfolio. Let me put 10,000 of those thoughts over here today. You know what? I want to figure out how to conquer maybe uh, world hunger. So I'm going to put 10,000 thoughts of that today. You know what? I want to figure out how to help my grandmother who's maybe ailing. Let me put 10,000 thoughts to that today. You know what? I want to help this person with their business. Let me put 10,000 thoughts into that today. And the whole idea is when you put a thought out, it's just like a signal. You put the, the signal out. When you receive the signal back, if it is insufficient or they didn't do their job, your belief, which is your general, says, you're out. Let go. Mm. Place you with something better now because you are not helping the cause. You're not helping the mission. And that's why we must have the mission, which is the belief. Once you have your mission and your mission statement, the general, then every thought goes towards ensuring that that said mission is the goal and everything is towards that said mission. That's why we cannot be stuck on, oh, I like this thought. Oh, I like that. I like this. No. Did it serve its purpose? Is it helping you get to where you want to be? No, no. Got to go. Got to go. So easy, right? (laughs) (laughs) It really is. You know, we always make, we, meaning the collective, make things impossible when they're very possible. Now, it's almost as organizing thoughts, you know, and I think that's a beautiful way to wake up in the morning and is to instead of just let the thoughts wander is to pull them in and start organizing thoughts so with organization i think there's a lot of uh clarity <laughs> in organization now with letting go we spoke about beliefs last week and explain to us again what a belief is and how many facets there are to it So belief has three parts, and if it doesn't have these three parts and only one or two, it is not a full belief that's yours, that is felt that it's owned by you. So a lot of people will say things like, I believe in love or I believe in this, but if you don't have the three parts, it would never really mean anything to you. So it can't be like a mission like we just said. So the three parts are you have to have a beginning, it has to have the story or the body, and then it has to have the ending, right, to solidify it. So let's say Max believes in love or if someone believes in love. Okay, that is great. You believe in love, but that's not good enough. Why? Mm. Because there's no story. Why do we believe in love? It's because 
once we have enough sufficient love, we are able to give so much love to the world. We are able to maybe give a homeless person a place to stay or, or food in their stomach or maybe help that child get to where they could be or help that child believe in themselves. That's how powerful love is. So that once we give enough love in the right areas to the world, to our families, and then to ourselves, then what we are able to do is create an impact. So that's the ending. So then once a, a belief is that powerful with that much intent with that much substance you own it but if it if it's not with those three parts and it doesn't have to the point that it's it fulfills the logic it fulfills the compassionate heart and then it fulfills the soul if it it doesn't reach all three points then it's not a belief that's going to stick and that's why people can't change their habits because the belief isn't strong enough they just continue to go out of habits of creature I love the question, why do we believe in love or why do you believe in love? So tonight, if you're tuning in to Max and Friends and we want to know, why do you believe in love? Tweet me or Instagram me at Max Tucci. Herman, how can people tweet or Instagram you? That's Herman. That's you. So it's very simple, right? And yep. it's not that's Instagram. Look me up, Herman Sue on Facebook, right? You can message me there, DM me there. The whole idea is we want to keep the conversation and dialogue open because once we have the tools, and we understand how to use these tools, Max, and everyone listening, then we are getting better results. The problem is no one's understanding how to sharpen these tools, let alone what tool we should use for the right thing. And then we don't know where to use it without the guidance. And then that's when we make some mistakes. And so let's shorten the mistakes. Let's get the right tools in the right hands. Let's show them what to use at the right tool at the right time. And we get results faster. Absolutely. And that's Herman.siu on Instagram at herman.siu. The book, The Hero and You, I recommend you get it right now. Every drop counts. And we're going to be talking about the book, and we're going to be talking about a passage in the book. We're talking tonight about letting go, celebrating. We're going to talk about celebrating oneself because there's a beauty to celebrating oneself. And if you're tuning in and you heard about your belief being your mission and that your belief has a beginning, a middle, and then an end, which is the impact, we want to know what your beliefs are. So do Instagram me at Max Tucci, at Herman.siu. And let's talk about your beliefs. Let's talk about love. Let's talk about letting go. Let's talk about the book, The Hero in You. So I love the book, The Hero in You. And in the book, Mike asks you a question that says, so what do you feel is the first step someone needs to take when they are ready to find themselves or become a better version of their current selves? We're in a situation now where maybe you started to become that better person and then life happens like it does, like Herman was saying, and then it happens harder and harder and harder. And I think collectively we're in a space where life is happening harder for a lot of people. So how do you pull back? How do you breathe? How do you take a beat? How do you relax? How do you let go? And how do you become the better version of yourself in the middle of a crisis, Herman? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Let's let's give a visual aid for the, the listeners and we'll do that in the way of construction. So we are always under construction. OK, the second that we are not under construction, it means that we have lost the game. So we're always under construction. We should always be getting better. We should always be renovating or getting rid of the things that don't belong. So I'll give an example. The first thing when we do when we have the construction is we have to have a blueprint. So we call those the tools. So once we have these tools, then we know how to apply these tools. So we bring them to the job site. We get to the job site of the construction place. And now we 
Now that we have these tools, we have these blueprint, we have to now get permits. So in order to get the permit, maybe it's a zoning permit, maybe it's a building permit, you need permits, right? City permit, you need permits or permission to ensure that what you are doing is allowed, what you are doing is by code. So we need to understand what are the permits for us? Well, are we living up to a human code? Are we doing everything that's ethical, legal, and moral? Are we doing everything that's right by others in all forms of life? Are we doing everything to preserve and save as much of that life, right? So if we can say those things, then say, okay, we have some permits. Now we have to give ourselves a permission to go and, and do that. We have to intently give that permission. Otherwise, if not, we will always stay in this gray area that is very hazy that we're waiting for someone else to start before we do something or we're waiting for something else to start it before we do something. And that's why we have to understand we got the permit. Now we have to give ourselves permission to go start the construction. Now that we understand that part, we say, OK, now that we're going to start construction, do we start at the roof or do we start at the bottom? Mm. Next, or somewhere in the middle. You, <laughs> where would you start? I would start probably in the basement and ah, work my way up. <laughs> of course. You see, everything has to start at the ground level, right? So in order for us to start there, we have to dig and dig and dig and dig to make sure that the foundation and the structure that we build for the foundation can uphold whatever the construct we build. Let's say you have an ego and you didn't have a good foundation and you just wanted to have a raging ego. Then it, by the time you want to build very high, very quick, it will crumble very fast when certain things are exposed mm. or the illusions of the bubbles are burst, right? So when we are doing this, we, it teaches us humility that, okay, we start laying concrete right away. Okay, so we have the foundation, we start laying concrete, but we are amateurs at it. So it is coming out clumpy, it's coming out in blobs, it's coming out uneven, unbalanced. What do we do? Do we just leave it like that? Or must we learn to demolish, right? Let go, we have to let go of what it is that wasn't good. So we let go of that and we say, okay, this part didn't work. Let's go with a better strategy. Let's let's figure out: is there enough viscosity in, in in when we lay in it? Is it is it that we can lay it fast enough? Do we need more manpower to lay it fast enough to flatten it? Do we not have enough professionals, or are we just still all amateurs? So it's like the experience now, right? The experience, and that's when we get in the experience. That's when we have to ensure that we are always there for the right effort, which means we are never going to question the efforts we're always going to show up we're always going to put the best we're always going to do our best right that's the effort that is required to build this foundation a lot of people live in an instant world press the something food's delivered press something cars there and it's like that's convenience don't get me wrong that's okay but not everything is like that everything that takes time to build like for instance uber itself how many times were they laughed out of the room jeff bezos many <laughs> How many times was he laughed out of the bank? No one wanted to fund him. So it requires the no one sees those things. No one wants to see those things. They only want to see the beauty and peace. And it requires this foundation building now so that we can get to the top where everyone sees it above ground. Right. Mm. Right now we're below ground and we have to make sure that we're doing everything to get above the surface so that when we finally get to the said surface and we start laying the concrete, then it's like, OK, is it even? Let's say we got it even and we laid it perfectly now and we've taken X amount of time. OK, we don't compare how we do and construct us is very different to how someone constructs themselves. So now that we understand we don't compare, then we say, OK, 
now that we don't compare, we're just focused on zoning in on under construction, we have to build a prototype. Now, the secret with the prototype is when you are building the first prototype, it doesn't mean that it's going to, that's the first piece that's going to go to market or that's the, that's the finished product. It means that it's under construction to say, is this working out? Does it follow this law? Is it is it most convenient in this design? Is it is it better or should we change the design to be more like this? It's always about learning how to be nimble to make sure mm. that the final product that we are creating, which is ourself, is something that is of a professional manner, right? We're, our whole mission in life is not just to say, well, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be an engineer. No, that's the profession. But you need to be professional in all facets of life. Are you a professional father? Are you a professional husband? Are you a professional brother? Are you a professional son? Are you a professional mother? Are you a professional wife? Are you a professional person? You have to be professional in every facet of life. Otherwise, we will never build this construct. And by the time we build it, if we build it and we didn't do professional in all these other manners, then we start having amateurs come in. We start having amateurs in, in, in the electrician. Then we start having amateurs in terms of the structure or, or the design, right? When we want to put everything to look smooth and polished. We have to be professional in every facet. And that's why it's called the polish, the refinement, the experience. And that's why it requires us now to make sure that we show up all the time. We may fall, but the secret is we can't, can't stay down. We always have to get back up. Mm -hmm. It's true. And, you know, when you say professional, what I hear is respectful. We have to be respectful father, respectful mother, a respectful brother and sister and a respectful person. I think especially now when we see that people are so disrespectful, we see that they're so unprofessional. And in any organization, if you're unprofessional, the organization will crumble. And that's kind of what's happening when respect is lost. Um, I love that you had mentioned ego and foundation. So if the ego is constructed on a shallow foundation, all that's built on top of it crumbles. Is that accurate? Very easily, very easily correct. Yes. So and what does ego mean to you? Illusion. Illusion. It is the biggest magic trick you'll ever put on yourself. And how so? Ego will make you buy things that you don't need to impress people you don't know, to give yourself a high for, for people that will never care about you. Ego will make you feel you're better than this person or better than that, so you flaunt it. Ego will make you create an illusion outside of this body, this experience, so that when it's outside there, you don't realize that you're not really living in this vessel anymore, and that's when your mind and your body starts to disconnect at a very rapid rate. And then that's when the ego starts lying to you. You need more of the illusion. And then we turn outside or external things all the time. And then that's when the addictions kick in. That's why no illusion. If you have no illusion, then you see the raw piece. You see the genuine piece. You see the connection. You see the beauty that's within how your mind and your body is all one so that you can then allow your soul to be fed. That's when no illusion or no distraction or interference are in the way so that then the soul itself can allow you to access your gift so that you can live up to your potential. Mm. What does the word peace mean to you? Everything. You can't lose it. Anything that you sacrifice or sell your peace for is too great of a price. Mm. Peace is everything. So, if you're not peaceful, you don't have anything. It's true. And we're going to actually, what we have is a, a beautiful song called Peace here tonight on Max and Friends. So we're going to play it right now. We're going to take a break. If you're tuning in, Herman Hugh is my guest. I'm your host, Max Tucci. You're listening to Max and Friends. We're going to hear a great song called Peace 
from Sabrina Johnson. You know, we play it here often on Max and Friends. It's been a moment since we played it, but I feel that right now what the world needs now is some peace. So, Ronan, let's hit peace on Max and Friends. And when we're back, Herman and I are going to continue our conversation. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Daily Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. That was Sabrina Johnson. Peace. Can you feel it? Herman, how can you feel peace and how can we feel it more on a daily basis in a world of turmoil? Oh, when we first came into this world, Max, we knew nothing but peace. Mm-hmm. And it was that peace that everyone called cute or innocent or sweet or cherishable or special or the way they couldn't find words for it. That's the peace we must have in order for us to go back to where we came from, known as home, we have to enter those same gates the same way we entered this life, which is peaceful and innocent. So that's why in this lifetime, everything is to maintain the peace and keep the innocence to ensure that we are not harming any form of life or any soul so that we can maintain that peace and ensure that that said peace can be transferred for future generations, for our environments, for the world. And that said peace is where once it is had and once everyone practices the same peace and we all do our part to maintain that peace, then things are not so hectic or chaotic or not so, how do we say, jumbled within. And we have to ensure that we protect that, that peace itself more than anything else. Think of it like a treasure. And if anyone was to come at night and this is your most treasured piece of treasure, would you just leave it white out on the front lawn or leave it right out on the street? No, you would treasure it. So you must maintain that same treasure, that same security of that peace. So how do we treasure our peace? Well, we have to learn to value it. So don't put things in the body that are going to disturb it, right? Like headphones in and isolate. Don't have a screen always in your face. Uh, Don't just overburn out on uh, information overload. Uh, Don't just get caught up in dramatic things or gossip, right? All of these things will disturb the peace. You have to learn to maintain complete control of you. And every time you put yourself in these environments or allow these things to enter, that will disturb the peace. That will make it very difficult where we have now separated ourselves from where we should be and have now dispersed that peace of what should be so strong inside. What's another word for peace? Emptiness. Mm. How so? When you are empty, there's nothing that will can disrupt that peace. When you are empty, there's nothing that can cause more suffering. When you are empty, then it's the space within that you can do more with. That's why it's peaceful. That is why it's peaceful. <laughs> now, a lot of people use meditation for peace. What are your thoughts on meditation and how do we meditate? So we have a free one on YouTube. I mean, just look it up on Herman, Sue, right on YouTube. But then in order to answer your question, when we are meditating, the real real only reason for meditation is to have emptiness so that once we have the emptiness that peace can be cherished and treasured and when that peace is treasured then we are able to do more with life that's why i don't believe in meditating for like five six hours or 12 hours or 20 hours or or 20 days type of thing because i view it that okay Let's do 10, 15 minutes of efficient, practical meditation. Let's maximize energetically all that pure energy into every cell in the body. And then let's go and use that 15 minutes or 10, 15 minutes and go do something and make an impact in the world. So that's why meditation is so important is it's not just meant to sit there and just have this common thing for two hours, whatever hour you want. Use 10 to 15 minutes and then go use that and create something with the world or, or impact the world with. That's the, the power with it. You know, it's interesting you say that because years ago I used to meditate for like two or three hours, four hours, sometimes a day. And not that I would wake up in the morning and that would be, okay, I'm going to meditate for four hours, even though I used to do that. Then I found myself in the middle of the day going, okay, let me go into meditation. 
And then, like you're saying, that emptiness, that peacefulness was like the exhale of, oh, this is really good. But then after I was done for four hours, I was like exhausted and couldn't do like a mission or a belief. So I could understand how that becomes um, almost a handicap for some people where when you have a mission, you got to do the mission and not be always in the meditation, right? Have the balance of mission and meditation. Can Correct. we do a, a lightning round of words again, like last week? Let's go for it. All right. So what does the word ancestor mean to you? Bloodline, that they are the ones that allowed me to be here. I'm basically borrowing everything that they sacrificed. I'm basically reaping all the things that they sacrificed for me to be here right now in existence. Life. Life, something that needs to be treasured, something that cannot be taken for granted, something that has to learn to appreciate every breath, every moment, and then maximize that. Death. Death, a new beginning doesn't mean it's the end of everything. It just means it's a stoppage of what it is right now. So a new journey can begin. The word eternal. Eternal. So think of it. I like to view it like everlasting. So that means like you have an eternal love for your spouse or you have an eternal love for your children or eternal love for your pet. Eternal means it's everlasting. And sometimes that can cause some suffering. So we have to understand eternal is good so long as the attachment and the emotions are not interfering with that eternal beauty or that e eternal love or innocence. The word soul. Soul. So that is basically where in our body it is, I like to say hidden because most people don't know where it actually exists. I do know where it exists. So we have our mind, we have our body, we have our soul. That soul is basically it tracks and accounts for everything we think, we say, and we do. So when it is that the body's no longer in existence, the soul is always like your personal accountant that will track, okay, how many of the pros did we have? How many of the cons did we have? How many things did we do good? How many things did we not do as good? And so it will track everything. So when people share like, oh, you sold a piece of your soul by doing this deal, or don't sell your soul by doing that, it's because the soul itself is, is yours. But when it is sold by things that you've done in this life, this consequences that let's say this body is no longer in existence, your soul may never be fully whole and be very difficult for you to pass easily or very difficult for you to cross over to the next life. Mm. Spirituality. Spirituality. Misunderstood. So I'll give an example. <laughs> Spirituality doesn't mean that you go smoke something, drink something, hallucinate something, and then you're spiritual. That's not spirituality. Spirituality means when your mind has been mastered, your body has been mastered, they have synced and they have merged, and then now your soul is allowing you to access all the gifts that make us superhuman. That is true spirituality. And then when you access said gifts, then we learn to harness, refine, and polish these gifts and learn how to unlock that within others so that they can also learn how to become a superhuman. Mm. The word God. God, to me, I'll give a very blunt answer to that, okay? So people's religion is money, okay? And God itself is the gold, the oil, and the diamonds. So a lot of people have worshipped a lot of those things because you look at gold, that's the number one precious metal. Oil, well, people need that and it sustains everything, right? And then the diamond, right? So that's where people control the market and put an exorbitant, uh, how do we say, margin on. So we have to be very careful not to 
fool ourselves and into thinking that we go after materialistic things. The real God is when you develop and become you. You fully understand you. You unlock you. You allow yourself to become what it is that people claim in stories or people have claimed what happened in the past or what you see in movies. You have to learn to create you now to become superhuman. That's funny. Mm. And the word hero. Hero. Each and every one of us have one inside, but it requires us to have the belief that and the courage to do it, that this is what we are. It requires our thoughts to be controlled so that we put the army out. It requires our words to connect to others so that we can communicate. It requires our actions to be divine so that when we do it, it has no footprint. It only leaves a positive imprint. Then we have habits that are no longer going to be bad because every action is controlled. Then we and when we develop the virtue, then we have the better destiny, which equates to more fortune or to some more favor or something more favored or favored outcome. Mm. And that's the hero's formula in your book, The Hero in You. Yes. Beautiful. So the book right now, The Hero in You, Every Drop Counts by Herman Sue. You can all go get that right now um, on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Uh, do we have an interference right now? Are you here with me, Herman? <laughs> yes, I believe we do. And I'm not sure. That's okay. We just have from. a video interference. That's okay. Yeah. The interference is coming from, I think, when truth is being told, something sometimes tries to short circuit it. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. Right. So here's, um, we've got to wrap this up. But I do want to tell you that since last week, uh, when you read me, and you were telling me certain things about myself that no one else knew. And if you tuned into last week's show, you heard about it. Um, I since then have gone to my acupuncturist and we started working on certain things that you had mentioned. So I want to thank you for enlightening my moment of last week's show and, of course, this week's show. And then, of course, like you said, not the work, but the play. So I wanted to play with myself in the way to figure out how I can correct it. And so I, I went to get um, acupuncture. And it was one of the best acupuncture experiences I think I've had in, in my 30 years or 25 years now of getting acupuncture. Beautiful. Yeah. So if people want to be read by you and if they want to know everything about themselves, um, do you offer sessions and how can they contact you? Well, if the borders were open, I, I mean, a lot of people used to fly me out to business or corporation or they'll go to like their house or like a seminar or convention or we do it even virtually since the borders are closed. So I've been doing so many calls virtually. I basically have been so swamped with calls. I don't even have time to eat. Like that's how busy I am. And it's because a lot of people, they want help and they don't have answers and we want to provide these answers. So, I mean, you can message us, DM us on Instagram or Facebook, whatever it may be. But I mean, in person is, is sometimes a little more better of an experience, but since we can't, I mean, virtual does, does its job. It does its job. Now, before we wrap up this show, what do you want our listeners to take with them into this week? Let go of who you think you need to be so that you can allow yourself to become the person that is always meant to be. So that's why I'm sharing to let go. That's why we're giving you the formulas. That's why we're putting the tools in your hands so that you can basically fire your old self so that you can give yourself the permission to build a new prototype and hire your new self. So you want to make sure that this new self, this new prototype does not have the things that cause the old one to fail. 
you want to make sure the new one just gets better, more refined, more polished. And if we can do it that way and just get better every day and not repeat the same mistakes, we're on the right path. Beautiful. So what I want you all to take with you into this week is a passage from Herman's book, which is the hero's formula. Herman mentioned it here, and I'm going to mention it right now because I really believe it's something you should know, which is your beliefs become thoughts, your thoughts become words, your words become actions, your actions become habits, your habits become values, your values become destiny. So this week, when you're thinking about that and when you're thinking about celebrating yourself, allow yourself to celebrate yourself. And we're going to have Herman back for sure, and we're going to talk about celebrating oneself because we kind of got into it. But until then, I love you all for tuning in. I'm grateful that you tune in to Max and Friends. And remember, you can catch us now on all podcast platforms and, of course, always here on LA Talk Radio every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Max and Friends. So until next time, I love you for tuning in. Be well, be happy, be love. Good night and good karma. I'm your host, Max Tucci, for Max and Friends. <laughs>